Angie's List is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. <sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car-selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The State versus Richard Alexander Murdoch, defendant. Indictment for murder, SC Code 16-3. Dash zero zero one zero CDR code zero one one six guilty verdict. Alec Murdoch found guilty for the murder of his wife Maggie and son Paul. We break down his sentencing and the important moments after the verdict. If there's one thing I know from working at Law & Crime all these years, it is the importance of safety. And that is where Palm Pepper Spray can help. This is a discreet but very powerful personal defense tool. Palm Pepper Spray shoots up to 12 feet using the strongest legal formula of pepper spray. It's super safe, easy to use, ready to fire. You just point and spray. And the best part, we have a promo code for you so you can always stay safe. Save 10% by using code LAWCRIME10 at palmpepperspray.com. And always remember to call 911 if you see somebody in trouble. I'm Anjanette Levy, and welcome to this special edition of Law & Crime Sidebar Podcast coming to you from the Colleton County Courthouse in Walterboro, South Carolina. Alec Murdoch making no concessions as he was sentenced to life in prison, two consecutive life sentences for the murders of his wife Maggie and son Paul back on that June night in 2021. Sadly, none of the victims in this case, the surviving family members, wish to speak, but that's understandable. They've been through a lot the last six weeks and really for the last year and a half. Creighton Waters, the assistant attorney general who led the prosecution team, spoke on their behalf. You heard about Paul, obviously there was a vote case, but you also heard him described as a fun-loving young man, a person who loved life, a person who would do anything for his friends, for anyone. And he's cut down as he was just starting to live his life. You heard about Maggie. You heard how sweet she was. You heard that she was a girl's girl who adapted to the outdoorsman life of her sons, how much she loved her sister and her brother-in-law and their children. And she was cut down in the prime of her life. Both of them, like everyone else, was unaware of who he really was. No one who thought they knew this man no one who thought they were close to this man knew who he really was. And, Your Honor, that's chilling. And I've looked in his eyes, and he liked to stare me down as he would walk by me during this trial. And I could see the real Alex Murdoch when he looked at me. The depravity, the callousness, the selfishness of these crimes are stunning. 
the lack of remorse, and the effortless way in which he lies, including here sitting right over there in this witness stand. The state actually opted against pursuing the death penalty in this case, even though it qualified for it under the statute. Even Judge Clifton Newman said that he's seen people sentenced to death for less heinous crimes. Alec Murdoch actually spoke to Judge Newman. There was quite a back and forth between them during the sentencing. I'm innocent. I would never hurt my wife Maggie, and I would never hurt my son Pawpaw. Many times at sentencing, you'll hear the defendant throw himself or herself on the mercy of the court, but not Alec Murdoch. This has been perhaps one of the most troubling cases, not just for me as a judge, uh, for the state, for the defense team, but for all of the citizens in this community, all the citizens in this state, and as we've seen, based on the media coverage there throughout the nation. You have a wife who's been killed, murdered, a son savage, savage, savagely murdered. A lawyer, a person from a respected family who has controlled justice in this community for over a century, a person whose grandfather's portrait hang at the back of the courthouse that I had to have ordered removed in order to ensure that a fair trial was had by both the state and the defense. As we know by now, Alec Murdoch lied to investigators from the first night of this investigation. He admitted to it. He's admitted that he's a liar because he was caught in what he called a web of lies. He lied about the most important thing in this case, more than likely the most important thing, where he was at the time of the murders. Remember, the kennel video was recorded with Alec's voice on it, recorded by Paul at 8.44 p.m. That's about four minutes, five minutes before Alec and Maggie's phones locked forever. There was really no DNA evidence or anything like that linking him to the crime. You would expect Maggie and Paul's DNA to be on his clothing or on his body. But here's Judge Newman addressing the lies, the web of lies by Alec Murdoch. Remind me of the expression you uh, gave on the witness stand. Was it tangled? Oh, what tangle web we weave. What did you mean by that? I meant when I lied, I continued to lie. <clears throat> and the question is, when will it end? When will it end? And it, it's ended already for the jury because they've concluded that you continued to lie and lied throughout your testimony. And perhaps with all the throng of people here, they, for the most part, all believe, or 80, 90%, 99% believe that you continue to lie now when you, your statement of denial uh, to the court. 
perhaps you believe that it does not matter, uh, that there's nothing that can mitigate a sentence given the crime, crimes that were committed. As Judge Newman talked about the web of lies, he actually gave Alec Murdoch a chance to make another statement, to say something else. Take a listen. You know, your license to practice law has been stripped away from you. You turned from lawyer to witness and now uh, have an opportunity to make your final appeal as, a, as an ex-lawyer, and it's almost, uh, it's really surprising that you're waiving this right at this time. And if you opt to do so, it, it's on you. I, you're not compelled to say anything, but you have the opportunity to do so. Can I tell you again? I respect this court, but I'm innocent. I would never, under any circumstances, hurt my wife, Maggie, and I would never, under any circumstances, hurt my son, Papa. Well, and it might not have been you. It might have been uh, the monster you become when you uh, take 15, 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 opioid pills. Maybe you become another person. Um, I've seen that before. The, you know, the, the person standing before me was not the person who committed the crime, though it's the same individual. Um, we'll leave that at that. So Judge Newman basically said that Alec Murdoch's opioid addiction turned him into a monster that may have led him to commit these heinous crimes. So did he really murder Maggie and Paul Murdoch on June 7th, 2021? The jury says yes, and they are the finders of fact. Listen as Judge Newman sentenced Alec Murdoch. Mr. Murdoch, I sentence you to the State Department of Corrections on each of the murder indictments in the murder of your wife, Maggie Murdoch, I sentence you for a term of the rest of your natural life for the murder of Paul Murdoch, whom you probably love so much. I sentence you to prison for murdering him for the rest of your natural life. Those sentences will run consecutive under the statute involving possession of a weapon during a violent crime, there is no sentence where life, a life sentence is imposed on other indictments. That is the sentence of the court and you are remanded to the State Department of Corrections. Alec Murdoch plans to appeal as most defendants convicted of murder always do. His defense team held a press conference following the sentencing. You know, I'm somebody that's prosecuted and defended a bunch of death penalty cases. And clearly, you never do it in a circumstantial case. All it, because you're not, 99 times out of 100, a jury's not going to sentence somebody to death without a, I saw him do it, he confessed, or, you know, 
great forensic evidence at the minimum. They had none of that here. Uh, secondly, it would, in a death penalty case, um, it gives us the ability to individually voir dire jurors, which would have been very helpful here. Um, and uh, the prosecution obviously didn't want that. So I don't disagree with, I mean, if I'd been prosecuting this case, I probably wouldn't have brought it, but um, based on, you know, what we heard was presented to the Colton County Grand Jury by uh, Detective uh, Owen that Jim crossed, blood spatter that didn't exist, uh, testimony about guns that was wrong. I mean, we, I can go through the litany with you. Uh, going back to his question, I think uh, SWED needs to do some self-examination on the forensic processing. They did not. I mean, one of the things we complained about was that Maggie's phone would have had all her GPS data on it if they processed it within five days. Um, and they, they, because they didn't, the GPS data got overridden. I mean, it was just one, which would have been helpful to Alec. It's fingerprints, footprints, and all kinds of forensic things that weren't done. And joining me to talk about this is someone you saw during the trial because you were watching it here on Law and Crime. Mark Tinsley, you saw him testifying outside the presence of the jury and then testifying in front of the jury. He knew Alec Murdoch for years and represents the family of Mallory Beach, who was killed in that boat crash involving Paul Murdoch. Mark, thanks for coming on Sidebar. We really appreciate you yeah, joining thank, us. Thank you for having me. Your thoughts, first of all, on the sentence and the verdict. People who knew Alec, um, that were in the courtroom or in the world, anywhere watching this, I think that the, the thoughts and the things that Judge Newman expressed would have been, if I had the words, the words I would have used. Uh, you know, there. It was emotional. I mean, I knew Paul when he was eight years old. Really? Yeah, I, and I've known Maggie for a number of years, and, and um, you know, I'm privy to to evidence and things that that weren't presented to the jury. And so, um, uh, such as, or can you? Well, you know, there was like uh, Ronnie Crosby, for instance. I mean, Ronnie Crosby told Dick Carpellian, "You don't want to go there." That was. What he was what he was referring to was the fact that uh, there was hair and and, and skin and, and blood, uh, but blown up into the corner of the room. Uh, it was no way that, that that it was a contact shot, uh, the way that the defense had described it. And so there's stuff like that. You know, there there was there were opportunities and and some things in the civil case that would indicate that Ellick had in the moments when he told Maggie's sister that whoever did this had been thinking about it for a long time. Uh, I think he's thinking about it as early as December of 20. And, and Really? Yeah. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with bite clear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite clear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. And, wh and why do you think that? You said you're privy to evidence. Is there something that makes you think that he was thinking of it back then, and, and, and why both Paul and Maggie? I have my own thoughts, but... Well, it, I, I think that um, to the extent that that we, the, the hopefully non-sociopaths of the world, can try to break this down in, in logical terms, 
which is difficult, right? I mean, it's difficult even if we explain this is the reason. The reason is Alec Murdoch loved Alec Murdoch more than anybody. So if you're a quadriplegic in a bed on a ventilator who needs better health care, that the money that, that he's stealing could provide, you didn't matter. If you're uh, the wife and son who are, who are uh, standing in the way of uh, you continuing to live this life that you've been living of lies, then you don't matter. Alec matters. Um, and, and so the why is still hard for people who think like normal people to accept. But, but I, I think that John Meadows did, did a good job. That's the why. The why is he was protecting himself. But that has, there has to be more to it than that because I, I think there has to be more to it because Maggie, everybody said he loved her. He loved Paul. But he loved himself more. You know, and, 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 and the why, why Paul has to be Paul because it has to be a vigilante. Mark Ball said on the stand, and nobody followed up on it, but Mark Ball said when he got there, Alec made an odd comment, I think was the what he said. It was that, that they, they you know, you, I mean, imagine you walk up, you're, it's just happened, you see all this carnage, uh, you don't know there are two guns. Uh, you don't True. know that there are two shooters unless you use two guns. He, he planned this, he did this, and he knew it, and he pushed that narrative from the beginning. And, you know, I mean, one of my criticisms, I, I get, and, and it's not a criticism of the prosecution, but I thought there's no inconsistency in saying he makes this odd they comment to Mark Ball initially, but he could have slipped and said, I did them so wrong in the police car versus the, you know, I versus they dispute that they had over that. I, I, I didn't see that inconsistent. But um, another thing, there's no life insurance. Right. No life insurance. But people can wrap their head around, no, like, a murder for life insurance. People can wrap their head around that. People cannot wrap their head around, I think, oh, I was stealing all this money, so I had to kill my wife and son to protect myself from that. Doesn't that seem weird? It's just bizarre. Well, it's the most depraved, heinous thing that, that, that a person could do. I mean, I, yeah, no, it seems weird. And, and, but, but think about it in the sense of the options that he had. Not that not being one of them, but I had offered him a payment plan. Right. He could have gotten out of this. He could have made payments, but this is the sociopath you're dealing with. He's actively stealing money. Uh, in May of, of 2019, he's got $3.5 million in his pocket that he stole from Gloria Satterfield's family. I mean, he, you know, he, he continues to steal money, and you heard Creighton Waters talk about how it ramped up. Uh, in 2019, 20, and 21. I mean, he's a well-oiled stealing machine by then. Um, you're getting away with it. Why would any rational person not use that money and make payments? You've been doing it for 15 years. There's no indication you're not going to be able to do it, but that's what mattered to Alec, was Alec. Uh, tell me, Mal Mallory Beach's father was here with you this morning for the sentencing. How is the Beach family doing? Because I find what happened to Mallory Beach to be so horrifying when I listen to Anthony Cook describe what happened. They're never going to get over this, but how, how are they doing? How are they feeling at this point? You know, today is the four-year anniversary of when they found her body. Oh. And um, the testimony ended on the four-year anniversary of the boat crash. Um, they have found a lot of comfort in the fact that through Mallory's loss, a lot of people have been helped. Um, 
you know, Alex victimization of people has stopped. Um, other crimes have come out. People are being held accountable. And so that's what they've looked for really since day one was accountability. Accountability in the civil case, accountability for Paul's criminal prosecution, hopefully accountability for the people who were investigating that criminal case. You heard Creighton Waters ask me about that uh, in my proffer in front of the judge, the, the investigation into the investigation. Do you think that this would have happened had it not been for the boat case? I know I'm asking you to speculate, but do you think the boat case was really, I, I look at this and I think if there was a, a something that set it all in motion, it would be the boat case. Yeah, I think so. I mean, you know, there, there's, there, there, to use Creighton's metaphor, I mean, there's, there are two different storms, right? I mean, you've got this uh, thing that's going on with the law firm and the Ferris check and, and Jeannie Sackinger, but if he gets the money in, if he's able to cover it, um, then it just, it's a one-off. I think she used that phrase. I mean, it, it would have been over. They would have probably sorted it out. He would have covered it up. He had to get that money in. The, the murders complicated that because then the bank board begins to ask questions about their exposure because they have loaned him so much money. They're so in bed with him. And then, you know, they, he's 300 and whatever it was, $86,000 in overdraft. So, so he, all of a sudden he doesn't have the money to get the money back to Chris Wilson. Jeannie Seconder keeps asking questions. I think if, but for the murders, but for the, um, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that could have happened, but probably not. I don't. What's the status of the civil suit? We know that a portion of it was settled with Buster. Sure. Uh, I settled with Maggie's estate. Oh, uh, pardon me. I'm sorry. I thought no, he. Okay. No, I, I did. I settled with I, I, I settled with Buster as a part of that settlement. Okay, that's yeah, what I thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, the case is going forward in um, August the 14th uh, against Parker's Convenience Store and mm -hmm. Ellick. Okay. And, and and technically, Paul's estate uh, is still a defendant. The I sued Maggie's estate and Paul's estate when they were hiding their assets when they were. Um, before the receivers got appointed over their assets. It's my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, that Alec Murdoch inherited some money from his father in a trust. Is that correct? Yes and no. It, 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 there, was, there was a trust, uh, I don't, so I don't think he technically inherits anything. It's a, it's a family trust, okay. and in terms of how they administer that family trust, I think that there's some dispute among the family that maybe because of the things that and what it's cost them, Elikazar, you know, because for instance, he had that, you saw the line of credit that, that his father's estate had to pay. That was money Elik took from through Palmetto State Bank. And so, so I think that there may be some sentiment, as I'm told, uh, that he's already gotten his share. Got it. Yeah. Interesting. Well, stay tuned, right? Yeah. I guess so. Okay. Thanks so much, Mark yeah, Tinsley. Thank you. And that's it for this edition of Law and Crime Sidebar Podcast. You can listen to and download it on Apple, Spotify, Google, and wherever else you get your podcasts. And, of course, you can always watch it on Law and Crime's YouTube channel. I'm Anjanette Levy, and I will see you next time.